Broadcast is now starting. All attendees are in listen-only mode. Welcome once again to another podcast of the TEDC, Conversations with Carlton. Today's guest is Fred Welch. Fred was the 2017 chair of the TEDC and, uh, as we'll discuss today, has had uh, a, a remarkable career in economic development and uh, certainly has done a tremendous job on behalf of the Texas Economic Development Council over the years. Fred, welcome to Conversations with Carlton. Well, thank you, Carlton. It's a pleasure to be here, and uh, I hope we can have uh, some interesting dialogue here over the next few minutes. Let's have some fun, Fred. Fred, I'm with it. I know um, a little bit about your background. I know that uh, you served our country uh, in the military. Um, I'd like for you to kind of start and tell us about that part of your life. Uh, prior to getting into economic development, and then uh, how you transitioned, um, you know, into our world? Well, it's an interesting story. Uh, I, I think uh, all of us, especially back in the 90s, Carlton probably got into uh, economic development, usually from another path. Um, I'm originally from the Midwest. I uh, graduated from a small school Monmouth College, the, the Monmouth College in the Midwest in Illinois in, in 1972. And uh, in that day, we had a we had some conflicts going on within the military as we were winding down uh, and involved in Vietnam. So I was a, a winner of the 1968 draft lottery, if you want to call it that. Uh, so as such, I uh, went in through ROTC and took a direct commission into uh, into the Army as a, as a young signal officer. I stayed on active duty for about four years uh, and then uh, transitioned away from the military into uh, the National Guard and the reserve components where I spent another 26 years uh, in, in various uh, capacities, uh, finally retiring, I guess, in 2002 at the rank of Colonel. So I did okay. Um, but in, in those assignments and, and during uh, the period of uh, prior to that, I was working in uh, communications, uh, broadcast, not broadcast journalism a little bit, but also in print media. And uh, I, my travels had got me down into Texas and in the League City area uh, where we, we currently still live in Galveston County, uh, working for a, a small uh, publishing company down there that was involved publishing three weekly newspapers. Um, it was a lot of fun with that, uh, but in uh, during a, a call up during Desert Storm, I was gone for about 18 months, and, and that company uh, rightly uh, went out of uh, the publishing business. Uh, that was about the time that electronic publishing was coming into uh, into vogue, and there was a big decision on how to automate or uh, move, which seems to be one of those things that goes on even today as we uh, you know transition with jobs and so forth. So um, when I came home, um, actually the Chamber of Commerce president uh, with the Texas City Lamarck Chamber, good friend, and uh, many people know Jimmy Haley from years back. Yeah. Um, kind of brought me a second.
was trying to sell, uh, you know, the city of Lamarck. And so we went in there, we interviewed, that was my first position. Uh, had a great uh, mentor there as far as the city manager goes, who saw the need to um, educate, let me get out there and join this organization called the Texas Economic Development Council, which, uh, <laughs> you know, in those days, it worked out well. Uh, and also to to kind of work on a, you know, a path of continuing education. And I found a couple of great mentors, uh, you know, when you talk about uh, Gary Vest, uh, you know, Tom Stenson up in Conroe, who was just coming in really there about that same time, and and uh, Danny Booth and, and uh, Mario Hernandez, and, and uh, they just became uh, great go-to people for me uh, as I started to advance in my career. And uh, so with that and, and with, uh, you know, coming into uh, the TEDC, uh, they encouraged me to get involved uh, in uh, some committee work. Uh, and goodness, I think uh, over the years, Carlton, I've, I've probably been a part of just about every committee up there within the uh, TEDC at, at one point or another, uh, either just participating, which is really how you get started, and had the privilege of chairing a couple of those committees uh, during some, some pretty interesting times. But my career has uh, kept me mostly on the Gulf Coast. Uh, I've been, uh, I left the mark and, and uh, went into uh, an organization uh, that was the Brazoria County Partnership, which is now the Economic Development Alliance for Brazoria County, and, uh, and worked at kind of reestablishing that organization. Uh, came back up and, and worked with the city of Paraland for several years. Also uh, then uh, had a stint with the Greater Houston Partnership looking over the the greater Houston area uh, and, you know, about 38 economic development groups that participate with their programs. And then uh, I guess I've, you might say I've failed retirement a couple of times. I thought when I left the partnership, I would retire, but a great opportunity presented itself as they often do with the city of Conroe. And I really enjoyed uh, moving up there and, and working with that city and their group for uh, about three, almost a little over three years. Um, Probably would have stayed there, but family and circumstances also get involved, you know, in this business. And, and uh, uh, it was necessary for me to get a little closer to our home in Dickinson, Texas, right after Harvey. And the position opened itself up here with the Economic Alliance. And so this is where I've been now for about the last 15 months. So I've had an opportunity to work with um, a lot of the uh, uh, basic traction uh, sectors that uh, I think the Houston region mirrors also across, you know, with the rest of the state of Texas. I got to focus right now mainly on uh, energy, both renewable energy and, and uh, what we'll call the, you know, fossil fuels and, and working with the, the, the industry here on the east side of uh, Houston, which is the, uh, primarily the midstream and downstream petrochemical and refining industry. Uh, really, really enjoying that. Uh, still has given me an opportunity opportunity to, especially through TEDC, to uh, make some great friendships, Carlton, uh, and uh, at this point, uh, you know, hopefully give a little bit back, uh, helping to bring uh, some of our, our newer members um, within TEDC, within the economic development field, kind of kind of help them uh, uh, get coached along just as the way I was coached along when I first got started with all of this. Fred, I can't think of another person in the TEDC who's done more within our organization um, 
and certainly during my time here, you know, you, you touched on it a little bit earlier about um, having chaired literally every committee. I, I think that it, it it's not, I mean, we joke about it, but I think it might be true. <laughs> that that uh, pretty close, that, I think. Yeah, yeah. You have been such a willing um, volunteer within our organization that it's just been uh, it's been a pleasure to watch as a staff member. Uh, you've you've always been um, so reliable uh, for us uh, when we needed you. Uh, and we'll continue to need you certainly um, as, as time goes on. But it's just been a, a an absolute pleasure um, to to have worked with you and to um, really uh, understand and recognize your passion for the economic development world and and for the for the TDC in particular. Um, I'm. Uh, well, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that very much, Carlton. Uh, you're you're absolutely welcome. I I'm curious. Um, you know, you mentioned that you had had some mentors, but I think it's it's unique in the way you embraced your professional association, um, the TDC. What was behind that? Actually, uh, you know, when I went to work in, in Lamarck, uh, the city manager there, Nick Finan, uh, really said you need to get involved with this this organization. And oh, that's for great. me having a network of yeah having a network of people around me uh, who I could go to. Uh, you know, the first step in that was going to the the basic course. You know, and and, and as I tell people today, I say that the best thing you'll have coming out of this basic course, which in those days was all week long, you know. Uh, we we would be the the, uh, the friendships and, and the people within that uh, you know within that classroom because those are peer peers and cohorts that you know are probably at the same point you are in your career and, and moving forward. Uh, so that that uh, I think was a really strong uh, strong encouragement. Uh, and then uh, you know has also allowed me to to uh, branch you know beyond our state association also to International Economic Development Council and, and go through that process of getting the you know the CFD certifications and, and, and the things that would just um, help me uh, I think uh, not only have the ability to do my job better but but also uh, then as I say give back to my peers the same way. Well, Fred, um, tell us about some of the, um, you know, you um, were elected into the rotation and, of course, uh, worked your way through the, the various officer roles and, and, and you were our chair two years ago in 2017. Um, tell us a little bit about what, what you think um, ha has, has been your, um, your participation patient in or your your uh, your feeling about what the TEDC has accomplished over over the last several years um, Carlton I'm losing you there um, I'm, I'm sorry Fred can are you can you hear me okay now I, I, can, I, I can yes sir yeah okay um, what what have you felt like has been the most um, some of the most important things that the TEDC has done in advancing 
uh, our profession over the last several years? That's a really good question. Uh, I, I can go back to uh, a couple of things. Uh, you know, when I first came into the profession in the early 90s, we were um, just at the very beginning stages. Uh, 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 you know, collecting this sales tax for economic development. So uh, part and parcel with all the success that the state of Texas has had over the last 20 years in, in the attraction and retention of key businesses in the state. So I think that has been a very vital, important role because I know on at least two occasions, and I can think of one where, you know, you and I were part of working with a legislative committee to even, uh, uh, along with another team, a whole team to, to uh, just help uh, kind of dust off that statute and, and uh, update it as it got codified. Uh, and as an association, we continue to uh, advance the correct uses of 4A and 4B and, and to, uh, you know, basically oppose any legislation that, you know, might, uh, undermine the ability of that uh, statute to help the cities in Texas continue to be successful. That's also then you take that out to the cities, to the practitioners, uh, the training that uh, has evolved that is comes through the association now where we can sit down with uh, individual boards of uh, directors and, and actually the, you know, the legislation that allows us to um, help to continue to um, keep everybody current on what's going on with that. We go back and look at things as, as the state has evolved, Carlton, I can think of initiatives that this organization has taken uh, working with our partners in, at both uh, the university and the state level with workforce development, workforce training, uh, the recognition that we give through our association to individual uh, communities and EDOs across the state for excellence in those programs. And I think uh, also the, the things we've done to recognize the great practices that uh, communities do with project development. When you look at the CETA award and things like that, uh, just very, uh, you know, very prominent things that ha I think has elevated this group, uh, the TEDC, to be uh, really, a, uh, I think, a go-to organization when uh, legislators are, are considering, uh, you know, uh, things to do in, 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 the, in the area of economic development. Uh, away from, uh, I think, the 4A, 4B piece of it, just the way we work with uh, all communities, large and small, Carlton, to assist in, in helping them uh, understand best practices, uh, to get their feet on the ground. And, and my hat's off to, to you and the organization uh, for, uh, you know, the abilities that, that you've had to, to go out um, uh, and other members of the staff to work with these communities one-on-one -on -one and help them. And then we could go on to a whole other topic about, uh, uh, you know, Team Texas and the Texas marketing team and, and the great work they're doing right now to uh, help assist uh, the governor's office in, in uh, making sure that people understand where Texas is and, and what, a great, what a great opportunity 
still remains here in the Lone Star State. You know, Fred, you touched on um, an era uh, that that was really, uh, I think we can look back on as quite important. And it, it uh, was really a time when I first got to know you well. And that was um, in the 03 and 05 sessions of the legislature. If you look at the history of the economic development sales tax, you know, the, um, you go from 1989 to the early 2000s, you can almost yep. look at that as like the, the wild, wild west era. And um, in 03 and 05, we worked to clean up the ED sales tax. And we have, have since that time proudly uh, felt like that there was um, uh, enough in the law and there was enough flexibility in the law that if you were type A, you could do what you wanted to do for your communities. And if you were type B, you could do as well. And I remember working with you during those sessions um, here in Austin uh, to amend the statute to get it to where it is today. And, and uh, that was a, we look back on that time as is now as having been very, very important because um, in retrospect, it really helped save the ED sales tax law. I think we we put some boundaries around it. Yes, sir. Uh, I, think, I think the TEDC um, established itself a little bit more over around the capital and um, it, it, it uh, is, it's proving to have been a key moment, at least in the recent history of our organization, that we got that done. And it took us a couple of sessions, but, um, you know, and, and then after that, I think uh, with the, the, the ED sales tax workshops, there's just a lot more people in Texas uh, outside of the professional level. The professionals know what we're what we do and what we're supposed to do but what's heartwarming to me and again credit goes to folks like yourself is that more people at in city councils and more people in uh, on boards uh, ed boards know what economic development is than ever before yeah and it, you know and it's one thing that we can't uh, we can't take for granted because uh, obviously you know uh, there are new people that enter into and out of the legislature in, in each session. And, and, you know, we're seeing some of that now, Carlton, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of facing some headwinds related to uh, just the way our culture is right now. Uh, you know, the relevance of our industry. And, and I think, uh, you know, the more that we stay uh, unified, the more that we are able to communicate, you know, the value of what we do as economic developers in our community, because uh, until you've sat here and gone through this, uh, you know, as an individual, a lot of people don't realize just everything that, that takes place to uh, help a project come in. I, I think there's still an attitude that, uh, you know, we're Texas, they're going to come anyway. And I think you and I both know that that's not always the case. Not at all. Um, and, you know, this, this world, this business takes a lot of hard work and failure 
um, is a big part of it. People don't seem to understand that. You and I have talked about this many times. It's sometimes it's like we're victims of our own success, and uh, That's true. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's unfortunate. Um, but to your point, uh, we have to be relentless. Uh, we have to uh, never take what we have for granted, and um, and and uh, as you know, and we've talked about this as well, it, it's time for bring to bring the new generation along. Uh, to where they share those values as well, and they understand that uh, that's part um, part of the world of economic development. Yes, sir. And you know, you, you talk about this new generation of economic uh, developers, and we could we could have all kinds of conversations. But but I think if you look across our state, across the industry, we, we really have a multi generational. Uh, uh, population of economic developers across the state. And we have some uh, some really young, uh, hard chargers who are coming into this industry that uh, are going to need, uh, I hope, uh, the, the, uh, the, the wisdom that we can pass on. Uh, and I think they're willing to take, uh, take that and work with it. You know, it, it's a different kind of workforce, uh, even within our industry. Uh, you know, people want responsibility. They, they want to feel what they're doing is meaningful and, and I can't think of a career that uh, offers more opportunity to do something like that because each you know each project each case we run into is, uh, is, is just different whether it's an existing business or or uh, you know the trying to attract uh, you know some some new investment or some new opportunity I think the challenge we have is you know, I think you and I both know this is a long-term play often uh, and uh, you know, we're we're working on things that might take well. Let's just say longer than an, an election cycle, and, and unfortunately, with our political leadership, you know, they're concerned with what can you do for them today, uh, as well as uh, you know how will that affect you know our our region in the future. So we have to kind of look at both sides of that. You know, when we're uh, looking at our strategies and our goals and what what we're going to do. You know. Um... It, it warms my heart to um, to hear you um, talk about in, in such a positive manner, um, you know, where our uh, profession is going, uh, how we're seeing this change uh, related to a new generation of people coming into our business. I, uh, I would argue that um, even in a place like Texas, where we've had uh, great success in, um, you know, te in Texas, our economic development is is decidedly a local activity. Um, I, I would say that uh, economic development is harder uh, now than it was 20 years ago. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I believe it is uh, for, uh, I guess, a lot of the reasons. And part of this, if you think about this podcast and, and the fact that it's going out over the web, I mean, that was something that we had conversations on in 92 and 93, wondering what the heck is this? Is it ever going to happen? You, you know, I, I, most of these young entrepreneurs today and economic developers probably don't remember what a dial-up modem looked like, Carlson. Uh, <laughs> so, so, you know, technology by itself, I think the ability to just everyone 
to gain <clears throat> instant information <clears throat> has has turned our profession around uh, to one that, and, I, and I'm really proud of the way we have been very responsive. I mean, mo most of us are in a position today where if we get a request for uh, information in, we're probably able to assemble it in a manner of hours where it probably took several days, uh, you know, in the past. And, and instead of sending, you know, volumes of uh, basically three ring binders to the state, it's all put together in a PDF file now and, and, and filed off. And, and so the accessibility to data uh, causes, uh, I think, us to have to be more responsive, uh, causes us to, uh, you know, have to be more aware of what's going on because uh, people want information now. But I think the, the relevance is they want accurate information. They want to know that uh, you are still a, a trusted agent. So, so that relationship is, is still extremely important. And that, that's why, as I say, I don't think we'll ever get down to where we're doing site selection just on the internet. But at the end of the day, they need that personal connection to know there's somebody there who can help them uh, when things go wrong. And uh, I guess you and I both know things can go wrong, you know? <laughs> yes, sir. Fred, um, what, what, uh, what do you see, a um, couple, of, couple of avenues here, what do you see the role of the TDC moving forward? Um, mm -hmm. How do you think, uh, will it change? Does it, uh, will it, will it be something different than it is now? Um, your, your kind of uh, uh, view on that. And then um, just economic development in Texas in general. Um, mm -hmm. uh, two two questions: TDC yeah. and and uh, you know where where are we going in economic development in Texas? Sure. Well, I, I think uh, you know if you look at TEDC, uh, you know we we uh, we evolved based on um, you know the needs of our members, uh, the needs of our communities, uh, and and I I have the confidence that. TEDC will adjust and, and evolve as it goes, uh, as, as we've had to take different responsibilities over the year just in, you know, how we market the state, uh, how we how we bring our folks together. I think I think that we'll be very relevant there. I believe the TEDC is going to have an increased uh, role at the state level uh, relative to, uh, you know, how we impact uh, future laws and regulation. We're evolving. I guess as as uh, as an industry, you know, we we've had uh, just a tremendous run here through the 2000s, Carlton. You know, if you think about everything that's happened in terms of growth in Texas, and uh, even, gosh, during the the downturn in 2008 and 2009, I mean, Texas came out of that uh, first. Uh, we're going to have business cycles where. Uh, you know, the economy is going to have recessions. That's just part of part of life. And I think when those things happen, uh, a strong organization like TEDC uh, putting a, you know, a firm message out to its membership is going to be very, uh, very useful. Um, you know, there's transition in this industry and, and having that job board there uh, to where uh, a young person can see where opportunities might uh, might occur sooner than if they were to stay, you know, where they are uh, as they advance and as their skills gain, uh, certainly that avenue. Uh, so I, I think our relevance in, in advocacy, our, our relevance in uh, member services and, and in how we, how we encourage our members is just going to get better. Uh, 
uh, things like this podcast, the way that we can interact with our members, the way they can interact with the staff and other members, I think is are just, you know, critical to it. And, and that's part of the change I think is, is very helpful and, and uh, very meaningful. In terms of uh, where we are in the state, uh, like I say, I think we're, we're off on a, uh, you know, just new frontiers right now, but it, it's, it's both uh, globally and, uh, and nationally. Uh, I think we recognize our strengths. Uh, certainly we've uh, moved from uh, where we've worried a lot about infrastructure, which is still important, uh, to, you know, how we, how we retool our workforce, how we, how we assure that uh, we're matching and meeting the needs of existing businesses that are here and continue to grow and thrive, uh, as well as the opportunities to, uh, you know, attract that new investment to the state. Uh, I, I think for us, when we still look at job creation, you know, today we're at, what, 3.8% unemployment across the state, something like that. Right. Uh, you know, you got pockets that are higher or lower, but, uh, you know, so we're going to be, we're going to be challenged to, uh, you know, how we get to that, uh, that undeveloped or underserved workforce. That's going to be a big thing. I think uh, that we're all going to be looking at here over the next several years, uh, maybe reaching into the, some of those underserved populations that um, we haven't maybe paid as much attention to in the past, but, uh, you know, we're going to need to, to have a, a relevant workforce and, and a strong economy going forward. Fred, um, you're a great American. You're even a better Texan. Um, I appreciate your time this morning. I, I still, I still uh, have to carry a green card because I did come from the Midwest, Carlton. But <laughs> well, uh, you've you're you've uh, you, you've you've been granted full citizenship rights uh, a long time ago, my friend. A long uh, time ago. Yeah. Well. Uh, I, I, I was fortunate to marry a Texan. I married up, you know, so we worked out well there. But. That's right. You're one of those guys that you, you weren't born here, but you got here as fast as you could, right? That's exactly right. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for all of the great things you've done on behalf of our organization. We really appreciate it. Well, Carla, I thank you. It's 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 a, been a very privilege, and still is a privilege, uh, for uh, to uh, to continue to work with TEDC, uh, to work with your staff, you and your team. Uh, it just uh, it makes it uh, you know makes it just a part of the. Uh, I think my overall uh, development, my overall being, and uh, being able to give back to the community through this profession, and uh, TEDC has certainly allowed me to do that. Thank you. Thank you, Fred. All right.